You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Check it out. Whatever day it is you're listening to this podcast, welcome back. I am Jason Jones of The Athletic, long time, I guess I can almost say former Kings beat writer. Yeah, it's still weird to say that, but I'm still following the team, keeping tabs on stuff. Uh, Again, this is the Ruler of the Court podcast where we talk Sacramento Kings basketball, we talk hip-hop, and again, we talk about whatever might come to my mind at any given moment or premeditated something I've written out. But as I speak to you, I'm just coming off a, a work shift watching John Morant do what he does, uh, play like a superstar, rally the Memphis Grizzlies back from 19 down and knock off the Golden State Warriors, send them to their first loss of the season. And I'm not one to make a big deal out of the first four, five, six, whatever, 10 games of the season, but has been some interesting things we've seen. We've seen, you know, the Lakers blow a big lead and the Warriors blow a big lead tonight. You know, I'm recording this on a Thursday night. So, yeah, a lot of interesting things have gone on in the NBA this week. But I wanted to touch on, of course, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, or as some would say, your Sacramento Kings. However you want to slice it. Uh, the, the, no, the good and the bad of the Kings through four games. And there's a, I think there are some definitely some good things to look at right now. Uh, the the chief thing to me of the good is the play of Harrison Barnes, who was once again off to a phenomenal start, helping the Kings out to their two and two record. He hit the game winning three at the buzzer Wednesday night, as the Kings uh, knocked off the Phoenix Suns, and. He's just, you know, like I said, he, Harrison Barnes is just being Harrison Barnes, consummate pro, you know, giving you good, good effort on both ends of the court, and looking like, you know, at this stage of the season, you know, it's, like I said, it's early, looking like probably the best player on the Kings right now overall, to which is great for Harrison, but I think we can all agree that if Harrison Barnes is going to be the best player on the Kings, the Kings have a problem. And that's no knock on Harrison. Harrison's averaging 26.8 points, 10 rebounds, 2.3 assists. Man, you know, do we expect Harrison to keep that up the entire season? I don't, of course not. I don't think you're going to 
He's going to shoot 51.5% from three in the entire season, 51.4% from the field for an entire season. Even though last season, he's coming off a career-high shooting percentage last season. He shot 49.7%. So I think we can look for Harrison to keep the shooting percentage around there. No, last season he shot 39.1% from three, which was not a career best. But it was, you know, it was a... It's a uh, it was a good showing from Harrison, but as I said, if the King if if Harrison Barnes is the best player on the Kings, that means something is not going right with De'Aaron Fox. And as good as Harrison has been, De'Aaron has started the season off a little rough. We've seen this before from De'Aaron. You know, he's done that. You know, pretty he did it last season. Started off slow and then eventually picked it up. But, as of now, through four games, it hasn't been great for it. No De'Aaron. Shooting 37.7% from the field. 16.7% from three. And to me, even more troubling than all that, you know, shooting-wise, 54.5% from free, the free throw line. To me, that's that's a major red flag right there. And it's only been four games, but... What it shows is that an area, you know, a big area of concern, at least early on in the season, remains an area of concern when it comes to De'Aaron. He was averaging 18.5 points, 7 assists, 3.8 rebounds, 1.5 steals, and 4.3 turnovers. So the turnovers are above his career average. And again, it's only four games, but... What makes that concerning is, you know, this team needs De'Aaron to kind of sh- you know, show why he has a max deal. And in, in some of these contests, it's not so much the stats that are is kind of an alarming thing for De'Aaron starts of the season. It's been how he's looked in the sense of he hasn't looked like that dominant up and down the court just Put you know imposing his will on a game, and for this team to you know be a playoff team, De'Aaron can't be a sometime star. You know, eighteen and a half points, seven assists. Those are solid numbers, but those aren't superstar numbers. Those aren't all star numbers. You know, unless you're playing lockdown defense, and right now the whole world is enthralled with Davion Mitchell and his defense. And I'll get to that a little bit later as I talk about a little more about De'Aaron. But, again, these are just solid numbers. And the Kings need De'Aaron to be a star. You know, there's 78 games left in the season. I'm by no means saying that this is, you know, some sign that this is going to be how it's going to be all season. I think one thing about De'Aaron that he's proven is that every season his stats have gotten better. And... I don't think they have to really get better in the sense of he's got to average, no, 28 points a game now. But he can't be at 18 and a half. They can't be at 18 and a half and seven. Like I said, those are just solid numbers, you know. To put that in perspective, if 
say a Dennis Schroeder was starting an average 18 and a half and seven, he'd want a big contract. Well, he wanted one. He didn't get it last year, last season, but I digress. But these are just not the numbers that the Kings are going to expect from De'Aaron Fox the rest of the season. And this has been a kind of a, this has been a theme of De'Aaron during his uh, brief NBA career. Well, can we say brief still? We're in year five. This kind of the the theme that's been about De'Aaron, you know, behind the scenes with the Kings, and now I see it creeping up with some of the fans again. Is just where is the fire? Where is the spark? Where is the umph? You know that we want to see from the star. Where is the passion? And I I think part of this is that De'Aaron's personality, just the way he operates. He's not going to be that loud, screaming, demonstrative guy, and that's what people are looking for right now. Just because, hey. That contract number sits out there, that max deal. And when De'Aaron got that max deal from the uh, class of 2017 draft class, he was the only one who had never been an all-star or been in the playoffs. So there's a lot of expectations on De'Aaron this season. Uh, some of them aren't his fault. It's not his fault the Kings have missed the playoffs for 15 straight years. They were missing the playoffs when he was in middle school. So it's not all on him. You know, De'Aaron's older than that, younger than that, before middle school elementary school they were missing the playoffs so that's not all on De'Aaron but there's a lot more scrutiny a lot more attention and quite frankly De'Aaron needs to show why Monty McNair would not include him in a Ben Simmons trade because if we're going to get this version of De'Aaron more times than not you got to ask Monty what the hell are you doing why don't you pull the trigger on the deal you've got virtually three lead guards with De'Aaron Tyrese and Davion Mitchell take some take one of those assets and make something out of it and right now I mean I've see, I see it on Twitter and I don't use I don't use Twitter as my barometer but I talk to people around the league industry folks and the question remains what had De'Aaron Fox done to make him quote untouchable in a deal untradeable you know, the team hasn't made the playoffs with him. The team is not a contender at this stage. Why is he untouchable? And I think it goes back to a couple of things. One is definitely the potential, and he's shown flashes of being a star. You know, but potential gets coaches and GMs fired. So you can't hang up on hang on to that. And I think just locally, one of the things is that Sacramento kind of has this, I won't say reputation, but... There's this thing, kind of a chip on the shoulder in Sacramento about no one wants to be in Sacramento, no one will come to Sacramento. So when a guy says he will stay in Sacramento, he gets mad love from the fans and the community and the front office and all that. And that's definitely part of what you see with De'Aaron. Everyone knows De'Aaron loves being in Sacramento. So that, that endears him well with the fan base. But I will say this. As someone in the organization uh, told me a few months ago, if De'Aaron was the guy they drafted him to be, there would be no Davion Mitchell on the team. It's plain and simple, just because De'Aaron was drafted not only to be an offensive weapon, but to be a guy who, you know, raised hell defensively. As coaches like to say, this is kind of a. Uh, inside coach speak uh be a bitch like not like you know in a derogatory like 
<laughs> calling a man a bitch, you know, not like that, but it's just a, just a, just be a, a pain, you know, how they say life's a bitch, life's, life's just painful, just be a pain defensively, and I don't think you see enough of that from De'Aaron at this point. So, which allows me to transition to my next point as, why, as to why I think if De'Aaron Fox isn't mad, he should be. Going into Sunday's game against Golden State, I read and saw plenty about how this was going to be the Steph Curry versus Davion Mitchell matchup. You know, can't wait to see Davion against Steph. You know, can off night have, make Steph Curry have an off night? I saw that over and over again and made for some interesting reading. But where my mind went, it went somewhere different. My mind went to this. Davion Mitchell isn't even the starting point guard on the Kings. The starting point guard is De'Aaron Fox, a man who was on in the first year of a max deal. Why in the hell? Why are we talking about a fucking rookie? If I'm De'Aaron Fox, I'm pissed that everyone's talking about a rookie guarding De- and Steph Curry as if we're just, we need to fast forward through the first six minutes of the game and get to the rookie guarding Steph Curry. I would take that personally. And and not in any shade or hate at Davion, but you the starting point guard of the team. I would I mean my attitude would be I'd be damned if y'all gonna be waiting for him to get in the game to guard to check Steph. I'm about to be in Steph's grill. I'm about to make I'm about to make Steph have an off night. Now we all know that's pretty damn hard to do because Steph can shoot from forty feet damn near with ease, but this is the second year in a row that essentially a rookie is being praised for what De'Aaron Fox is supposed to be. Last season, there was so much love given to Tyrese Halliburton for being a connector, a leader. And there are people in the organization who felt like De'Aaron started playing better because of all the love and attention that was being focused on Tyrese Halliburton. Now we've got that the same situation going on with Davion Mitchell. So maybe this will indeed spark him. Because once as somebody uh, within the organization told me, they thought that the presence of Davion Mitchell would, you know, would push De'Aaron, light a spark under him, challenge him to be better defensively, all those things. And it's just me. Maybe I'm the crazy one. I think there's a problem when you need to bring a rookie in to get your max player, your best player motivated. And then mind you, this is not coming from De'Aaron. This is, these are people close to the team who, this is either their observations, what they believe will make this thing or make why they believe Davion was going to be good for the team. So what do you do? De'Aaron's already on a max deal. You're already committed to him for the next five years. Well, the commitment don't mean a damn thing. You can get traded in this mug shit anytime. But the fact is, is this. De'Aaron is being paid to be a leader and to be the best player on the Kings. And four games in, he hasn't been the best player on the team. Like I said, Harrison Barnes, kudos to what he's doing, but they need more from De'Aaron Fox. Plain and simple. No, I don't want to hear people in my mentions talking about De'Aaron will be an all-star. I don't want to hear that shit. We need to see results on the court. And De'Aaron knows it. The Kings know it. And 
I want to see De'Aaron start taking things personally, starting with this game in New Orleans. You know, I'm out pissed. You know, Lonzo ain't there, so we won't have to hear the whole Lonzo, De'Aaron thing. Anyway, that shit's tired. Lonzo's balling. Ain't no one questioning Lonzo right now. So, and if you had to, and if you were doing a, you know, who would you rather have? Would you rather have De'Aaron's deal and De'Aaron or Lonzo and his deal? I think it's a fair debate depending on how your team is constructed. And I know that's blasphemy in Sacramento, but it's a fair question. I think it's a very fair, open, honest discussion that you could have. So I'm not going to go on much more about De'Aaron, but to me, these are things you have to consider if you're the Kings and looking forward. If Harrison Barnes is your best player, that means you have a De'Aaron Fox problem and you need De'Aaron to get on Harrison's level if this thing is going to get turned around. Again, four games in, no reason reason to panic and raise hell about everything. But you, uh, to me, there's, t- there's three areas at least you have to see uh, more from De'Aaron. In terms of being, a, he has to be more assertive on offense. He's got to make his threes at a much better rate. And this free throw thing has got to get fixed. You, you, your starting point guard can't be shooting free throws like he's a backup center. Can't happen. Cannot happen. You cannot have a hack the point guard strategy, <laughs> you know, in in the league. So, those are the areas I'm looking for: assertiveness, attack, attack, attack from De'Aaron. See the three ball start to go down more, and by all, by God, the free throws must start to go in. But before I continue on to my music take for the week, I've got a message for you all from the good folks at DraftKings. The NBA is back at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. The key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 oh yeah, Washington. (laughs) Slick there, huh? DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If you win, no, if they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And with that said, we get back to the show. 
Hey, I'm back, and for this week's music take, I'm going to give some uh, a little attention to the new album from Wale. And what makes this is a little different for me is because here's an example of how social media can cloud your judgment. When I first saw the uh, that Wale had released an album last Friday. I started seeing some tweets and some things basically saying the album was terrible. Now, by the way, the album is called Falarin 2, just so you know. But I saw a bunch of, you know, I saw some, you know, this is a terrible album. And I'll admit, that clouded my judgment going into the album. When I listened to it the first time, I was like, this is, eh. really wasn't feeling it. But I was also probably in a bad mood or whatever the case may be. I don't know what was going on with me. And this is an example of why you can't let what you read affect what you what you listen to. So I took a step back. And actually, I read a great article by my, my friend Logan Mur- Murdoch of The Ringer, where he interviewed Wale about this album and some other things. Talked about his, uh, his come up in the game. And then I went back and actually I listened to my favorite Wale album, Ambition, first. That's my favorite one that he's done. And then I went back and listened to... This new one, Florin 2, again. And I realized, I actually really like this album. It's a good album. You know, you've got, you know, you know your, um, you, you know, your uh, feature or songs that can be singles, like, you know, Poke It Out with J. Cole. Of course, Rick Ross is on there. You got Chris Brown. You got... Uh, you know, some good, some, other, some more features, you know, features, you know, Sean Stockman of Boys and Men's on there. So, you, like I said, the features are solid. Songs are solid. You know, and Wale had, you know, once you I sat back and listened without social media cloud in my brain, he's got some, some of his, I will say, classic or his usual you know, intricate wordplay. Has a lot, you know, things that make, you know, some word some wordplay make you go, hmm, caught that, you know. Like I said, to me, some good Wale-type things. So, I'm definitely going to recommend for my hip-hop heads out there to check this album out. Outside of the features I mentioned, I like the song Tiffany Nikes. I also enjoyed... I enjoyed New Balances. I maybe have a thing for shoes right now, you know. Fire and Ice, Beverly Boulevard. I enjoyed. I really enjoyed the whole album, so... Lesson learned. First off, read that article in The Ringer about Wale. And secondly, go into every album with an open mind. Don't let social media tell you the album's trash before you even listen. Don't be like me. <laughs> yes, that's the lesson. Don't be like me. So, if you got any new music you think I should check out, before I actually get out of here too, I actually owe an apology to Baby Kim and his song with Kendrick they did. Because... Kind of like I said about Wale, I just jumped in kind of with a preconceived notion of what I was going to be listening to. I thought it was going to be a Kendrick song, and it, you know, obviously it's a song that Kendrick was featured on. And I probably didn't give it the proper respect that it did, but when I went back and listened to Baby Keem's entire album, that song is good. So, same thing again, don't go into music with preconceived notions. And before I get out, like I was going to say, you got any music you guys listen to? Even non-hip-hop music. You know to do hit me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Drop me a message on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. So, that being said, I'm going to get out of here, folks. 
Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Kings basketball. Enjoy your NBA basketball. Enjoy your whatever else, you, whatever your vice is. I'll be chilling this weekend, y'all. Y'all be safe for Halloween. Have some fun. Have some fun for me. Uh, I am Jason Jones. I am a news and culture writer at The Athletic. I follow the Kings. I do everything. So, yeah, y'all check, y'all check me out, y'all. Y'all be good out there. I will catch you soon. Again, I am...